What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 102 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones. Joined as always in Urdu, his name translates to dickhead, my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. What's Urdu? Oh, that's the language that people speak in Pakistan. It was a Miss Marvel reference. God. <laughs> it's almost like you didn't watch the show. <laughs> you weren't actively paying they attention. They talked about Lester. <laughs> uh, and speaking of dickheads, throbbing, <laughs> veiny, luscious dickheads, oh, wow. we also got the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, living in sin and pushing that shit in, the pussy juice sipping, just the tipping, passing out dick like bullets from John Wick, the phenomenal, hey. Jay, sing. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Zach, you should be my hype man when we go out. <laughs> I'll be your wingman. <laughs> I'm actually a good wingman because, like, I make people look better because, like, they're like, oh, man, fucking Quasimodo here. <laughs> you look pretty good. He knows how to find the fat chicks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, later on in the episode, we'll save it towards the end just for people who haven't watched and don't want to be spoiled. But we're going to review the last two episodes of Miss Marvel, episode five and six. Uh, but uh, what else have you guys been watching? Uh, and and we last week we did our review of Thor, Love and Thunder, so we didn't really talk about, uh, you know, anything else. But go go back if you haven't and, and listen to that episode. It was a it was a good one. Um, yeah. What else, what else have you guys been watching besides Miss Marvel? Just YouTube reviews of like movies, and then also, uh, you ever heard of this? Almost as good as a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I could either watch a scary movie and get scared and get nightmares, or I could just watch like somebody review it. <laughs> I feel like you got a sense of like a lot of movies and TV shows that you've never watched. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're like, I know of it, I know people's opinions on it. <laughs> yeah, I have a pretty good idea of uh, a lot of horror movies that I have not seen. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, um, what did I... You know what? I'll think about it for a little while. I haven't been able to figure out what I did watch this week. Okay, what about you? I think I've pretty much caught up with a lot of stuff. I've I've been watching uh, Alone. But I've been working late, so I've been like watching one episode a day. <laughs> Anything the week prior? Because, like I said, like last week we didn't really talk about TV and stuff. I don't know. Like I said, I caught up on everything. Caught up on the boys. Yeah, So so... Yeah, there's a few things that came to an end. So we, uh, we watched the conclusion of the the boys, which man, what a great season! Just overall, just fantastic. Good. I'm gonna watch it. I'm... And you guys are like, let's watch Miss Marvel. I know we should have been reviewing the boys. We we yeah. definitely fucked up. It's just up. that Marvel's like you know, it's so Marvel. ubiquitous. You know, everybody yeah. watches the Marvel shit. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, also, Strange New Worlds uh, came to a conclusion. Uh, really like. Uh, this whole season really uh, I think of all the newer like Star Trek shows it's definitely the strongest yeah I've only watched like four of them I still got some of those I could watch they're good man I, I, I'm I'm liking it also spacefaring adventure still watching the Orville uh, they had like a time travel-y type episode I haven't watched the, uh, they just dropped a new one last night which I haven't had time to watch yet but man Orville's been great you guys if you're not watching it watch the Orville it's really good <clears throat> I finally um uh, you guys would not be interested in this, but I, I finally uh, went back and watched uh, the CSI Vegas reboot. Watched yeah, the first season of that. You know, it's it's closer to in quality to like the the latter years of the original CSI series rather than like in the beginning. When oh it was yeah, like, 
Thanks. Still, still very watchable, but uh, not as not as good as it used to be. And speaking of not as good as it used to be, but still very watchable, I started the Flash season eight Ooh, on uh, Netflix. You are a marathon man, dude. <laughs> you stuck with that? I still though haven't made it through uh, the final season of Supergirl, which I have to do eventually because I'm contractually obligated. But uh, I think the Flash I watched the first season. I was like, yeah, that was kind of fun. I watched the second season. I was like, yeah, I'm, season I'm, two was I'm still really, good. really good. Maybe I'm, yeah. it started falling off somewhere. I remember the the one episode with uh, Harrison Wells, like when he actually like uh, confronted Cisco. Yeah, yeah, he like that kills was... Cisco, and then I think that's kind of the first time they do like the timey wimey thing. With, yeah, where that, they like kinda... I loved that episode, man. It was that great. Was, yeah. yeah, those early seasons of Flash are fantastic. Yeah. You know, I will say like this one. Uh, you know, definitely not as high quality as those beginning seasons, but I have found it like uh, to be so far a better watch than last season. Who's still in the show, main character wise? So obviously, uh, Grant Gustin, Flash, mm-hmm. um, Iris is in it, um, Caitlin Snow. Okay. Um, you know what's weird though? So like Cisco last season left the show. Yeah, I heard and, about and that. so far he hasn't been on it. But also Harrison Wells, that guy, um, I'm blanking on his real name. He left the show, but so far this season, like he's been in several episodes. Oh, which is weird. And also they announced that um, uh, Joe West, you know Iris's dad, was also kind of leaving the show. But so far, like he's been in several episodes too. So, hmm. like I don't know. It's like they leave, but they still like. Hook them back for a few, I guess. I don't and know. Maybe it's like they, they weren't getting as many opportunities as they thought, and they just go back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> kind of happened with uh, Hopper on Stranger Things, right? David Harbour. Oh, really? He did Hellboy, and he did something else. And then his career didn't take off in the movie. Yeah, I don't think Hellboy helped him. That movie sucked. Yeah. So, I mean, they... Well, they I haven't watched it, in. but apparently it sucked. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, all indications point to suck. Yeah. <laughs> he also had a very bit part in the first Suicide Squad movie. He did? Yeah. Oh. He was like, I think like the Joker's like henchman or something. Oh, okay. But very, yeah, he's not in it very much because the Joker isn't even in it much. (laughs) Um, What else? Oh, I started season two of Only Murders in the Building, another great show that you would have zero interest in. That has uh, Selena Gomez, Ted Danson. Uh, No, uh, Steve Martin. Although I can see where you can get (laughs) And Martin Short. (laughs) It's basically like a, a comedy mixed with a murder mystery. I like it quite a bit, um, but uh, I know somebody over there wouldn't be interested. You're just I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just find it weird that you don't like murder mysteries at all. Like you don't like the puzzle of a good murder mystery. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I'm sure someone could make one. You like Knives Out, right? It was okay. See, I love yeah. Knives Out, and yeah, yeah, he was just like, meh. <laughs> Such a good movie. So good. And the second one's coming out this year. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Knives In. <laughs> it's actually called The Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery or something like that. Huh. Like an anthology series? But it, I think it's also coming... Yeah, I think it's like... Well, I think uh, you know Daniel Craig oh, okay. comes back, but everybody else is like new. Um, but I think it's going directly to Netflix rather than theaters. Oh, great. So we'll be able to review that when it comes out. Yeah. I did watch this week uh, a lot of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> My sister's been watching it. Oh, so. well, I heard you admonishing her for watching it without you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started oh. liking it. I started liking it. She so like this show. This show is crazy, man. It's like a musical mixed with like you know this 
like it's a, it's kind of like a I think mostly women watch this show. Yeah, it's one of those shows like I know of, but I've never seen any of it. It's wacky, but <laughs> women it's... are like, I understand. Her. <laughs> <laughs> but it's f- well, yeah, I can see that. But she's a I don't know. This show's really funny, man. I just really like it. It's lighthearted and silly, and yeah, it's just really funny. Damn, she be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the show it reinforces my position. <laughs> and then uh, on the gaming front, so a couple weeks ago, I finally finished uh, Ghost of Tsushima, a really fun game. Uh, just like a lot of open world games, about three times as long as it should have been. Oh, sure. <laughs> but and I'll, actually, the, the the addition I bought came with some DLC that I'm like, maybe one day I'll, I'll want to go back to it. <laughs> but like, I needed to move on. So uh, you know, I don't. I'm not really a fan of like first person like shooters and, mm-hmm. and games like that. But um, Cyberpunk 2077 was uh, on sale. And because it's not just first-person shooting, like, there's other things you can do, like, in its open world, I decided to give that a shot. And, like, I don't know if I'll finish it or not, but it, I'm, I'm definitely liking it better than just, like, a straight-up, like, first-person shooter. And it has, like, a lot of RPG elements and things like that. So, like, uh, I'm still having fun with it. It's definitely, like, I don't know if you guys, like, heard the controversy about this game but like it it came out basically like at the tail end of the ps4 generation and into the ps5 well like the new console and like on ps4 when it first came out it was so broken that playstation actually stopped selling it they took it off the store that's how broken it was i I, yeah i I know a lot of people were complaining about how badly glitching it was and stuff yeah and i um so like it's been out for like since then and like they've patched it several times and like i think i think they are now like you can get it on ps4 but pretty much people are like don't play it there so i'm playing it on ps5 and like it's still it's still you notice bugs you'll you'll notice characters like you know glitching through things Mm. walls and shit um like clipping through solid objects and like not not really bad or anything and then like the other thing that's annoying is like sometimes like like you'll drive your vehicle to a mission and like then you'll do the mission and your vehicle disappear and like i had one time where like i was just like i parked like like you'll see like these things that aren't even missions but like you'll just see like a group of enemies that you can choose to engage if you want to or not and so i literally like parked my vehicle like right on the road like barely moved from it shot these guys turned around and uh, my vehicle was gone i was like god damn it you got like five stars the police are coming <laughs> does it really slow down your travel time like not having a vehicle then um yeah i mean eventually like you can buy vehicles to where you can call them to oh, you so okay. it's not like a huge deal mm-hmm. at that point in the game though i had i didn't have a purchased vehicle yet though mm-hmm. so i just had to like run around <laughs> until i could find <laughs> another one or or find a f- fast travel like location thing gotcha. um but yeah it's just uh you you would think a game in this day and age that kind of stuff wouldn't happen so much you know mm-hmm. but in this game it does <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, have you heard of Elden Ring? Yeah, and that game is like, it's like he, he, the biggest selling game of the year so far, and a lot of people projecting that even with Call of Duty, like it'll still be the highest selling game this year, like 
Yeah, it just did like gangbusters. It's just it's not my type of game, so I'm yeah. not too interested. But it, I like Skyrim and Dragon Age stuff like that. I think I'm interested in this game, but it's just I heard it's so hard, man. Like I heard at some point only fifty percent of people had beaten the first boss. Like somewhere where it would come out like two three months afterwards. Yeah, it sold really good, but I'd be interested in the stats of like how far people are getting yeah. into it, you know. Yeah, well, you've I got would've... OCD, so maybe you got a chance. Yeah, I'd be spending the rest <laughs> of my life playing that game. <laughs> restart, restart, restart. I mean, the thing I've heard, though, is like the advantage over on Elden Ring over like, you know, games like uh, other games that from software, the company that made it, like the Dark Souls games and things, like the advantage is like you can find like lesser enemies and just farm and farm and farm until you get your stats oh, up. Okay. So like you do have that option, but yeah, it sounds like a really lengthy game. But if yeah. I mean, if it's really fun, maybe it's worth it. But. So yeah. side quests, so, lots, of, lots side quests. of side quests. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm more of a main story kind of guy. Side quests, I, I worry about later after the main story. Maybe I, I've definitely gotten like side quest fever. Mm-hmm. Or just like doing a bunch of bullshit. Only game I had that in was a uh, Fable. I, I loved that game. That was a Xbox classic, and I think they're coming out with the uh, n- like a new version of that game. They're making a brand new Fable game. They announced it like I want to say about two years ago, but I, I, I to to date I don't think they've had like any other like stuff about it. So like I don't know if it's in development hell, man. It, I, I mean, I think COVID's partly the blame, but during the last couple of years, like almost every game has been delayed. Oh, like yeah. it's just like rampant. Like, like you don't you don't believe a game's coming out until it's come like <laughs> come out because I, it, everything's delayed. I don't know if these are related, but do you think that could be something to do with the VFX artists who are working for Marvel? Like they're all having to do like CGI for Marvel, and maybe they don't have enough people who are working on these games. You know, it's it's interesting. I don't know how much crossover like the VFX like people between games and movies, but it could be because I I know like um um uh, there is like that's a big problem in the video game industry is that they are overall like understaffed. I don't know if it's specifically in in those like categories, but I know that with movies like they say um basically every VFX like production house is busy on like Marvel movies and yeah. just you know, there's so many movies right now that are so visual effects intensive that, yeah, like, uh, I think that is why some you're seeing some delays in movies, too, is it's like they, they so many of the VFX houses are just, like, swamped, you know? Is, is that why Miss Marvel reminded me of, like, uh, <laughs> Hercules with Kevin Sorbo? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> there were some bad ones in there. <laughs> It'd be funny if uh, She-Hulk was just like slathered in green paint. <laughs> like fucking what's his name back in the day. Oh my gosh. I don't know how Lou Ferrigno didn't get some sort of skin problem. From he probably that. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. That was probably an intensive operation taking all that off. 
Every, yeah, you every need, you need a team with freaking alcohol swabs or something. <laughs> <laughs> Cotton balls. Goodness gracious, man. I, I think he pretty much hates that show, right? Like, Lou Ferrigno, you can't even talk to him about the Hulk, right? You just kind of... I actually don't know if he's one of those people that doesn't like to talk talk about... You know, s- some celebrities, they, like, love to talk about, like, whatever made him famous. And then yeah. other people are like, talk about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> was it you that told me that Lou Ferrigno story where he was, like, an asshole? I don't think he was an asshole. I think he was, like, bullied. No, there was, like, some story where, like, I don't know if it was, like, a Comic-Con or something, but, like, this, like, eight-year-old kid brought him a, a drawing. He's like, this is you or whatever. And he's like, this is trash. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I have not heard that story. I thought Lou Ferrigno was a, a nice guy. <laughs> I, I don't I, I could I could be you. I could see, I I could could see somebody wrong. doing that. Maybe William Shatner. <laughs> this is shit. Anthony Starr. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, well. <laughs> People would probably be like like him being an asshole to them. <laughs> he, be yeah. Like, yeah, Homelander, give it to me. For sure. I think they, they do like it. Like he's he plays it so well. He just hams it up, you know? <laughs> man, he's perfect for that role. Oh, man. Yeah. He's so good in it. Yeah, I, I honestly... I don't know what his altercation was in Spain or whatever that was, but uh, I kind of don't care about it as much after seeing some of his acting. <laughs> he's like, if he's that good, we'll just call it method acting. <laughs> we'll we'll say it's fine. Yeah, as long as he's not physically hurting people. Well, that might have He been, was. Uh, well, try to he stop doing that, you. Anthony. <laughs> Chill out, man. <laughs> you get one per country. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure not to double up. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Uh, what do you guys think? Should we do one round of stories before we get into Miss Marvel? What? How much time are we at? I think we'll go over. Yeah, we got two episodes. Uh, I think we got time to do one one round of stories. Okay, but I don't have anything. <laughs> Heads up. <laughs> Let's see what I got? Oh, I've been. I have had this for a while. So, okay, I ditched teaching to become a financial dominatrix. Men send me money for nothing. Lena Michaels claims she makes around one hundred thousand dollars a year through her loser club, which helps men get on track in aspects of their life while fulfilling their sexual fantasies. Yes, I'm the sure they're. Club. I'm sure they're on track. <laughs> I've heard of this like financial domination stuff. It's so stupid, but yeah, go ahead. Lena says she traded in her teaching job to make. To take on a new career. A woman who used to discipline students for a living has revealed that she swapped teaching for an unorthodox new career as a financial dominatrix. Lena Michaels, who calls herself the loser life coach, earns up to $100,000 every year for absolutely nothing. <laughs> After moving from the UK to Mercia, Spain, she uh, three years ago, Lena looked for alternative work due to the pandemic and discovered adult streaming platform Fansly. After joining the platform and experimenting with different types of content, she found subscribers started sending her money for no apparent reason. I would receive messages saying that they sent it because I'm a goddess and they are worth, worthless losers, she said. Lena said she found herself a niche when men started sending her money out of the blue. Lena, Lena set up her loser club to help clients work on different aspects of their lives. Some <laughs> asked me to be mean to them or for certain things in return, but it was always simple, like a couple of photos or a voice video call tipping, uh, tipping much more than I would usually charge. Uh, these usual, these unusual requests grew. Lena realized uh, she found a niche. She said, "I began researching the niche, and I started to understand it was more and more. I said, understand it more and more. I joined self-help groups for recovering fin subs." 
what they call a person who is financially, oh, who's a financial dominatrix. I asked many questions about how it made them feel to keep sending money over and over until they regretted it. I found out that they often lacked self-esteem, were virgins, had humiliation kinks, had controlling parents, gambling, drunk, drink or drug addictions, and many more things. So, pause. I feel like this is like that uh, Breaking Bad where Jesse goes to the alcoholic is not narcotics anonymous. Or whatever. Yeah, that's what this is. She's like testing out the pool of potential clients. Oh my gosh. All right, she's doing her research. Um, she founded the Loser Club where she took uh, took on clients who needed to make changes in their lives, but who also wanted to pay for her steamy content. I could use their sexual urges to to help them make some changes and also satisfy their sexual needs and fetishes all in all in my content, she explained. She added clients now pay her to take con- to take control of certain aspects of their lives. Uh, which could, which include personal training, improving their social skills, being being their agony aunt, and even training so that they can last longer in sex. Lena said she gives the coaching in the form of sexual role play, so she'll assume the position of a dominatrix by talking down to her client until he shows progress, <laughs> at which point she'll praise him. She explained the subscriber receives new daily tasks and has to send back video evidence for sexual content rewards or attention. The loser has to call me Mistress Lana. So she's really... Kind of still a teacher in a way. <laughs> she's got assignments and she's grading them, kind of. Like, okay, if, you, if you're a loser or whatever, yeah. now you're like, this sucks. I need help not being a loser. Someone's like, hey, loser. <laughs> and they're treating you like crap. And you're like, you're right. I am a loser. Get hey, it together, loser. How much do I have to pay you to fix this? <laughs> How much do I have to pay you to yell at me so I fix it? <laughs> Let me ask you oh this. Do you think there is even a single woman in the world that has this fetish? Like, I feel like even if I had Brad Pitt looks, I could not find one one woman where I could be like, hey, you dumb bitch, like, send me money. <laughs> and she'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't see I, women I sending money. Is. You think there is? Like... If you're like a gigantic piece of shit in your jail, like they get tons of fan mail. It's like it's yeah. like there are women who definitely like creeps. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I've heard that those women <laughs> like men in jail because like they know where they are. <laughs> yeah, they can't cheat. Well, right. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I I don't think that's exactly the same situation. But I don't know. I just. I, I can't imagine like getting off by losing your money. I mean, how many? There's, there's, there's tons of these people. There's multiple dominatrix. That's the other thing. You would think, like, even if this is a fetish, it would be such a rare fucking thing. But apparently, there's many men like this. They just have like money to burn, and they just like it taken from them, and that does something for them sexually. Man, I can't read people at all because I, I I would never pick up on that in a person. <laughs> like that's you're the, that that's the other thing is like you know you've come across people in your regular life that have like these weird fetishes yeah. and you're just like, like totally oblivious to it. Yeah, <laughs> kind of reminds me of murderers too. <laughs> yeah. I think about that sometimes too, like because you know at some point in your life you've like probably been in the same store with a yeah. murderer. I'd probably talked to one at some point. Probably, yeah. It's just. I, I do think about that sometimes. Yeah. Or, you know, 
You'll maybe live in the same building as one. Yeah. Or, you know, you just never know. Well, we have that cousin where husband's in jail for murder. That's true. <laughs> I didn't meet him, but people in our family definitely met him. I mean, I think I, I was in the same room with him, but he was like, wasn't like a talkative guy. Didn't really say much or anything. I don't think I ever heard him say anything. But he was, he was just sitting there taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was like a white supremacist too, or something. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. But uh, did he murder? I don't know. Like it, it sounded like like a couple people like mysteriously died around him or something. Oh, you know, my dad said, and I I don't know where he heard this or if it's true, but he heard that he had like mob connections or, or something and was actually kind of like a hitman or something but i don't i don't know for sure i don't know but uh andresa said like he uh i should, shouldn't use names probably but uh <laughs> like he just had like a uh it was like a storage unit or a shed that was just completely full of guns they said he had a rocket launcher and shit like just dude that might that reminds me of a story just like that like i saw a news piece this was many years ago uh I believe it was in Bellevue, Washington. They found a storage locker like that, and it was a, a, a news piece, and they were showing it. And yeah, like it had rocket launchers, grenades, all sorts of assault rifles. Crazy. And it's like, what happened to the guy that owned that locker? You know, you'd think if yeah. you own a locker like that, you're going to be fucking careful that nobody, that you don't abandon it. Yeah, like. Mm. You probably wouldn't want to buy that storage locker because they might come back looking. Well, it's one of those things where, like, once the they found what was in there, yeah, it's just police called and everything confiscated. The thing is, like, some of those lockers, you can't really see stuff, though. So, like, if I bought it and I got in there and there was, like, a rocket launcher, a rocket launcher I'd be like, you have to Time go like, to party. I want to see that storage. You have to go like, Mississippi or Alabama to use that thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, there's some people out there with that shit. Um, let's see. Anything else on that story? No, that's it. You said you didn't have one this week? Correct. Well, actually, you did have an interesting thing happen at work today. You want to tell that? Yeah, when I pulled into the parking garage this morning, someone had parked a car and uh, apparently filled it with gasoline and lit it on fire because <laughs> it was fucked up. Why did they choose the garage? they trying to choke people out or something? Well, it was street level and like the sides are open. Okay. So... But yeah, it's it's still kind of a weird place. That definitely makes me think that that vehicle was used in a crime, or they were trying yeah. to destroy it. It was stolen, or something was used for something because yeah, something crazy. But yeah, it was definitely arson because like the engine compartment was fine. It was just like blatantly like inside the cab and the you know the back, the trunk. Man, Portland is something else, man. This place is wild. This is the wild west out here. <laughs> but man, the kid who does that night patrol. Like, he had that one. He had the one, I don't know if we talked about it, like a week or two ago, he found a dead body that had overdosed. Oh, right. And, like, way back, like, his first night, I, I've told this story on there before, but, like, there's this guy who was, I guess, drunk, and he just took, like, this fucking Jurassic Park, like, shit, and fucking went to sleep right next to it and was, like, rolled in it and stuff, <laughs> and yeah. it was a whole, that's a whole story. That's a great story. But the same kid, like, he had to deal with all, all of those. Oh, my god! It's like he's getting all the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> Is he the same one who got punched in the back of the head? No, that was somebody else, but he left. Oh, yeah, I'd be too. <laughs> there was another one, like, somebody threw a bottle at him. And he was a big kid, but kind of, he's, he kind of figures, like, one of these big, goofy types who wouldn't be very confrontational. Mm. And it's just like he took him and did the, you know, head to the knee and just <laughs> kicked the shit out of the guy. And then he came in and quit. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> but oh it's an interesting job once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got a quick uh, sexy story for you guys. Retired vicar caught in the act with a Henry Hoover. Ah, uh, that's like Dewey from a uh, Scream or a scary movie. Or uh, Doofy. They make fun of him. Oh, right. <laughs> he had sex with a vacuum. <laughs> um, a retired vicar has been uh, fined and placed on the sex offender register after he was caught bonking a Henry Hoover. John Jeffs from Middleton Cheney, Northamptonshire, was naked apart from a pair of lady stockings when he was caught thrusting into the vacuum cleaner's nozzle. Uh, a shocked churchgoer caught him in the act while attending a talk about Asperger's syndrome. <laughs> The witness walked past his office and said they saw Jeffs almost completely naked except for a pair of lady stockings. Northampton Magistrates Court heard uh, he was standing between two dark chairs thrusting into a Henry Hoover. Henry's nozzle <laughs> took a thrusting from the former vicar. Fred <laughs> oh S. W. <laughs> okay, uh, what? <laughs> the 74-year-old noticed the member of the public... Uh, but this didn't deter him, and he carried on romping away, later telling police that it felt naughty. <laughs> the court heard he was in the office at the Baptist Center in Middleton Cheney in September of 2020 when he was seen uh, seven months after he stopped working as a pastoral manager at a Christian faith-based group. What was, of he, course. What was he fucking to have to leave that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was found guilty of indecent exposure at the trial yesterday, uh, Wednesday, July 13th. Jeffs, who had a clean record, was giving it, given an 18-month community order and ordered to sign the sex offenders register. He was also ordered to pay 845 pounds in court costs and 200 pounds in compensation to the victim who witnessed the sex act. I like that. You had to see it so you could pay $200. <laughs> um, the defense solicitor said that Jeffs was still coming to terms with the loss of his wife at a young age and was in a lot of pain because he was ignoring his health and his diabetes was not medicated. So, man, 74 years old this guy was. Just <laughs> I thought that... He was 74? Uh, yeah. When uh, over he... someone he lost in his youth? Yeah, he lost his wife when? It just he... says in his... He's like, he... I've been fucking vacuumed at for a, a while. At now. a young <laughs> age, he's like, yeah, like I've fucking... I've took out a lot of vacuums in my day. You guys don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are women who would have sex with him. <laughs> There's women who would have sex with anybody. <laughs> it's funny that they call it the Henry Hoover because wasn't uh, you know Hoover the president famously Hoover, rumored to Hoover. be gay? I thought he was a cross-dresser. Cross-dressing. Probably gay. Yeah. I, I think he was definitely, like, rumored, like, suspected of being gay. Um, <laughs> but, of course, this guy used to be part of a faith-based uh, <laughs> thing, you know? Hey, look, at least it's vacuums and not what the usual victim is in this situation. <laughs> Still, now, do you guys think it's fair that he was put on a sex offender list for... <laughs> <laughs> Depends who watched him do it. Was it a kid or an adult? It sounds like it was an adult. I think it was an adult. Yeah. I mean, like, if he was, like, you know, floor-to-ceiling windows, like, standing there, like, eye-to-eye with the guy, you know, if, if that was on purpose, then maybe. But, yeah, if you're just, like, you got some guy walking by, 
I don't know. I think I think he should have to go to all of his neighbors' houses and tell their vacuums. <laughs> <laughs> Lock up your vacuum. Was this in like a very public part of the church, or where was he exactly? It sounded like he was like in an, in an office, office like oh, cool. in the church, okay. but like people could, like anybody walking by could oh. have seen it. You know. Okay. I mean, you'd think he would have at least closed the uh, the blinds or. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But it made him feel naughty, and that added to it. <laughs> Jesus is on the hanging on the wall. He's in court, just stroking it. He's like, "Oh, this is naughty too." <laughs> um, all right, enough of that nonsense. Should we get on to Miss Marvel? Let's do it. Oh, we have like ten minutes left. <laughs> Let's knock this out. No, no, we definitely got time. Um, so we're going to start with, uh, we're going to review episode five of Miss Marvel. This episode is uh, is entitled Time and Again. Uh, so we start off with this history package about the the partition. And I got to say, like, getting a, you know, a history education, like, in the U.S., I, I never heard of it, like, the partitioning. So basically, is, is a, basically there, it was caused by, like, the divide of, uh, the Muslim population and uh, the Hindu population is that basically what? Well, Muslim population from everybody else, like they separated, like uh, like they made a secular India and they made like a Muslim Pakistan. Okay, but that's what led to it. Kind of was like the tension between those religious groups. Yeah, the the I what what they were saying in the show and what I've heard before is that the British like fomented this. You know, like they yeah. they kind of like kind of edged them on against each other for a long time actually oh. to like control them oh. and then it finally ended up in this okay so yeah we get the history package and then uh we're in 1942 we see uh aisha being chased uh, by a guy and she basically just like turns around throws a knife into his chest um, and that, then it, that, by the way, confirms what I was saying before. Like she didn't just murder somebody in cold blood, like they did in those rumors. You know, like they said in the rumors at the first episode. Oh right, like she murdered a man. Like how they even know about that? By the way, yeah. How would they? It was just her and that guy chasing her. Yeah, and then nobody else was there. I mean, we're gonna get to it, but there's so much stuff in this show that yeah. just doesn't make sense. But basically, this episode was all about the backstory of the great grandmother Aisha and like. Um, it did answer one question because we were like, well, it was a man like she fell in love with, like, you know, from her dimension. Or, no, he's like from regular Earth. So, yeah, this is a story of her falling in love with um, him. He was kind of like he was a Muslim who was like kind of like speaking out against all the like stuff going on or whatever. And she um, so they meet um, and uh, this is very truncated. So it skips forward in time a little where they uh they give birth to Sana, uh, Kamala's grandmother, um, and then they start falling on hot, hard times. Basically, I guess because of the prejudice against them being Muslim. Yeah, people weren't buying their uh, flowers. And, yeah, and milk. and he also said like they wouldn't sell his uh, Aisha like milk or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, so basically, um, they're having those troubles, and then Najma shows up. And she tells Aisha that they she needs uh, the bangle so that they can finally go home again. And, like, they have this exchange where, like, I think Aisha tells Najma that, like, she thought she was dead or something. Or maybe the other way around. Like, they yeah. hadn't seen each other in a while. And, like, she doesn't basically blatantly say it here. But you get the sense that, like, 
Aisha does, doesn't want to go home. Yeah. And she tells um, Najma that, like, she hid the bangle, like, somewhere for safekeeping and she's got to go get it or whatever, which I think was a lie, right? Mm-hmm. She, she has it. Um, and Najma basically tells her, like, get it by sundown tomorrow um, so we can go home or whatever. You can tell there's, like, a little bit of contention between the two of them. Um, so basically Aisha wants to run from Najma and she tells, um, her husband basically that they need to leave because of like the rioting between like the people that are, I guess the the religious groups that are fighting, you know? Um, so they start to go towards the trains, uh, that we've heard so much about in this this show. (laughs) Um, um, let's see. So Aisha ends up putting the bangle on uh, Sana, who now they skipped ahead a little more. She's probably like what, like maybe like a three year old or something. Two yeah, she's she's like a toddler. Yeah. Um, but then like Hassan, her husband, like confronts her and he's like, "I know you're running from something. Like it's not just like these riots that are going on." So then then she says like she kind of confesses like. Yeah, I, I'm not from here. And, like, she kind of shows him the magic of the bangle a little bit. And, like, I don't know if she tells that someone's after her, but I, so I think she does. Like, she kind of confesses everything. Um, so they get to the train station, but Aisha gets separated from Hassan and Sana. And when they're separated, like, Najma finds her, stabs her for, like, betraying her. Um, let's see. Um Aisha pulls out a picture of Hassan and, like, basically their family, a photo of their family, her, Hassan, and Sana. And she says the the whole thing, what what you are seeking is seeking you, that they referenced in the earlier episodes. Uh, This causes uh, the bangle to glow. So this is where uh, Miss Marvel shows up. You know, at the end of the previous episode, that's how it ended, was she was there. And... I thought it was just like going to be a vision like type of thing, but no, she actually time traveled. She's physically in 1942. Yeah, the whole sequence, like, well, like the whole thing took a long time, and part of me was like, well, the grandmother's story actually is kind of interesting, could be a good story, but it's like this isn't doing anything for like the main story, right? And it went on for a long time, and I was like, yeah, I was kind of, I don't know. It's a big problem with this series overall. Is they like. A lot of times they're just treading water and they're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Miss Marvel finds Aisha who's dying, uh, and Aisha tells her to get Sana onto the train. Um, Kamala finds Sana, kind of picks her up, and then like she actually makes her little platform things for Sana to get on, but then somehow they just kind of magically turn into the stars mentioned in the story and it never really tells how because she even says like i don't know how to make stars but here's these platforms or whatever but then they immediately just turn into the stars and i'm like what the fuck it's like they don't time paradox avoided (laughs) yeah also the time travel thing that the bangle did that the bangle helped her time travel yeah remember like so najma at the end of the episode before like stabbed it and that's what caused it to Go back in time. They never explain it. It just <laughs> stabbing the bangle makes it worth time. For well, that's another thing that I kind of wonder. Like, is this going to get to the point where like 
she gets control over and can just like time travel whenever she wants because that makes her like really powerful. Yeah, she's like Kang over here now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Loki didn't like show up and stab her for uh, <laughs> fucking up the timeline. But yeah, so so she ends up, you know, being the person in the story, the whole time travel paradox, and this puts her back in the present. Uh, when she gets to the present, the uh, the veil between the clandestines' world and ours has now been kind of pierced. It's, like, open. Um, so one of the clandestines is like, oh, yay, we can go home. And she goes to it, and she's just, like, instantly, you know, killed. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is confusing. <laughs> like, she does it on purpose. But, yeah, she, like, gets flash dissolved into a skeleton or something. And then, like... Somehow that gives her son powers. Yeah, when Najma does it. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So first, like, um, one the other female clandestine that's not Najma, like she dies. Okay, I don't think I caught that part. And then, um, Miss Marvel basically tells Najma like it's going to destroy the world. Like it's just going to keep going until it destroys the world. And and she's like, what about Kamran? And that. That basically, like, changes, like, Najma's mind, like, has her little redemption thing where she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it for Kamran or whatever. So, because she, like, says Kamran's name before she jumps into it, it somehow magically closes this veil yeah. and gives Kamran powers. Okay. It's it's complete nonsense. Yeah. Like, Yeah, I didn't get that either. I didn't understand the logic in that. That's pretty much the end of that episode. <laughs> uh, well, there is a little bit more. Um, let's see, where was I? Another thing is, like, they're going to have six episodes. This is episode five, and you've just uh, basically killed the only real bad guy with no, you know, with no real fight about it. Like, it's, it's weird. I know. When this episode ended, I was like, what's left? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know... Uh... Whatever that Homeland Security team was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Kamran gets his power. Um, Kamala's mom, um, who basically was able to track her down because her phone's on the same family plan or whatever. So she she shows up at the very tail and she, she sees Kamala using the bangle. And, um, you know, I think Sana mentions, see, I told you there's magic in her family or whatever. And I always thought... I also thought this was cheesy is that Kamala's mom like picks up like I guess a necklace or something that Kamala had been wearing or something and it was like broken to like exactly form like the Miss Marvel like lightning bolt oh, symbol right. and I was like what the fuck like yeah, I didn't even pick up on that There's so later. much like convenient like bullshit in this show mm. um I I a lot of this show it just I mean it just feels like it's geared towards kids and adults don't have much content to watch in this show I got more to say about that, but I'll save it for I'll save it for the final episode. Um, but yeah, you're right, though. Um, so at the very end, like Comron tracks down Bruno at his like grocery store thing, and um, Bruno like he's like I need a place to lay low because of his powers, and like the DODC are after him. So Bruno agrees to that, but then like the DODC find him anyway with a drone, and so like. Um, Kamran uses his powers to bring down the drone, but, like, not before the drone can, like, get a shot off. And it just, like, sends a missile and, like, totally blows up this store. Like, they, the DODC could have easily, like, killed so many innocent <laughs> people here. It's, like, ridiculous. <laughs> but that's how that episode ends. 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, it ends with a, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's how it ends. <laughs> but yeah, just like you, like I'm watching that and like the first half of the episode, like watching her great grandmother's like backstory, I, I was like, this would maybe be fine if there was more, uh, more episodes. Well, but I, I like, think it could have made it its own standalone story and actually maybe even been better than some of the other stuff arcs we've been seeing, but it just doesn't fit. Hmm. Well, and also, just like you were saying, I was watching it being like, this seems like they're wasting time that they don't have. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, they're treading water, like, what should be the A story is going absolutely nowhere while this story is being told, yeah. you know? Yeah, this this show, like, more than WandaVision, more than other shows, like, this one really started out the slowest because uh, it, it never really picked up that steam we were expecting. And by by episode five, most other shows were like at their climax or close to it. And this one was like, you know, we we're still learning some background story and some filler. So yeah, it definitely left a lot to be desired. And the background story is so much rehashing of what they've already like mm-hmm. given you. Right. So you already kind of know that story. I will say, like, even though I didn't like this episode, it's it's probably better than a lot of the other episodes still. Um, but yeah, any any final thoughts on that before we kind of get to the the final? Yeah, let's forge ahead. Yeah. Okay, so that was episode five. Okay, edit point. <laughs> Are you guys ready to review? The season finale of Miss Marvel. Let's do it. Okay. Now, before I get into this, I want to say anybody watching this on the YouTube video, please, please, please don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial or whatever like the kids do when they don't like (laughs) something these days. Um, Because more than any other video we've ever done, I don't leave until you comment. And the reason I say that is before I even get into this episode, um, I just saw a headline today. And I didn't have time to really like go through it, but it said that this show, Miss Marvel, is the highest rated Marvel property ever of anything. And I don't know if that's like just critical reviews. I don't know if that's fans or everything combined. It's both. Yeah, like I don't know exactly like how they compiled that, but I believe it because like I follow like a lot of like YouTube channels and people on Twitter that are professional, like reviewers and stuff. And I'll be honest, we are in the minority. I have seen nothing but effusive praise for this show. Like people are fucking loving it. And like, I can understand like liking the character of Kamala and like even finding her. Like um, I see a lot of people that are like, uh, you know, she's so like endearing, you know, and, and like, um, sweet or whatever and I'm like okay like I can maybe understand people enjoying the character but I cannot see them overlooking how just like clumsily this story they're telling with her is like I, I, I like I don't mind the character but the story they're telling with her is so bland at, and like so unforgivably stupid at times which I'll definitely get into uh, in in this episode, almost offensively stupid at times, and I'm just like, it, it kind of boggles my mind. So like, I don't want people listening that like do like the show to like think I'm like ragging on them. Like, if you like the show, like I, I'm happy that you did. But this is why I want people to comment. Like, if you love this show, like so many people seem to do, like please like comment and tell us why. Or if you're like us and they're like, I don't get it. 
please also comment so like because i feel like i'm taking crazy pills almost like yeah man i look i there's one thing that comes to the forefront to me like I thought it was a great idea to showcase a culture, you know, like they, they brought a new culture in, they're showcasing it. It was really, you know, that was done pretty well. Yeah. And actually that part of it, yeah. I don't mind. Like it yeah. is good. But the story around it, it's just so unfortunate because it could have been really great. You know, like if they just put a very good coherent story around it, this could have been, this could have been the best property in my eyes, but you know, to other people it is, but yeah, I just don't see it. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was paced really weird. The villains were nothing, uh, not compelling at all. Uh, it meandered. It never went anywhere uh, interesting in my eyes. And like I said, just filled with really, really stupid things that if you think of critically at all, you're just like, that didn't make any fucking sense. And and like, and I leave this being like, Okay, yeah, I I, I want to see Kamala like in other stuff and like spoilers. Like the very end of this is like, oh, you'll see Kamala again in the Marvels movie, and I'm like, okay, I'm up for that. Like she's a, I like her as a character, fine enough. But man, this story they told in this season really like did nothing for me. Yeah, I hope they uh, make it more adult next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys got anything you want to uh, say before we kind of get into the details of the episode? Not really. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's let's do it. Because man, I wrote down some stuff in this episode that was <laughs> just really stupid. Um, so yeah, episode six, uh, entitled "No Normal." Uh, so we start off uh, at that like burnt out like store they uh, you know they killed, uh, and the damage control agents um, say they want to take Comron uh, in alive. <laughs> And that's why they fucking just blew up that story, which could have easily killed them. Again, su such sense. stupid dialogue that doesn't make sense. Mm. Uh, so what happened was he and Bruno escape and get on the subway. But Comron's powers are going crazy. And, like, uh, he's making those cri – those crystal things are just, like, coming out of his body, like, really nearly. I think crystals. maybe, like, one of them, like, went through, like, the subway window. Like, they're scaring people because they're, like, getting close to people, things like that. Um, we get a scene back home where Kamala tells her family about her powers, but basically they, they already know because like, uh, the mom told the dad and then he was loud on his phone or whatever. So yeah. they, they, they all know and they're not surprised. Uh, Nakia calls, uh, Kamala. Well, actually she called like her brother, but anyway, she talks to him and, and tells him about the, the Circle K store being, uh, uh, blown up. Uh, we get a scene between Kamala and her mom where, and I wasn't, did she make her costume or did she just like get it made in Pakistan? I wasn't sure on that. Oh yeah. I don't know either. But anyway, she ends up, uh, judging by the other costumes they made earlier, she had it made. <laughs> <laughs> One way or the other though, she, she got the, 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 the Miss famous Miss Marvel, you know, costume from the comics basically and, and gives it to her. Um, and I think we get a scene where, like, Kamala's, like, uh, running on platforms through the city in her new costume, you know. Um, so Bruno and Kamran, they're on the run, and they end up going to the mosque. But there they meet Nakia, and she's like, you know, 
you can't stay in the mosque. The DODC agents are going to be yeah, all over this place. they already been there. They're like, let's lay low. Right. Yeah. Hey, you remember that place where ICE was the other day? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So another thing that doesn't uh, really make sense. Also, when you mentioned Kamala running through the city on her little steps, did you oh. notice how she stopped at a red light? Yes. I was like, come on, man. That is so corny. It was really corny. Yeah. Um. So... Nakia tells um, Bruno and Kamran to go to the high school because it's a Saturday and nobody will be there. But they end up getting there like at nighttime. So I'm like, it probably didn't matter what day of the week it was. It was probably going to be empty because they didn't get there until it was like fucking late, you know. Um, so now the DODC agents do come into the mosque and uh, there's this whole thing where like Nakia like distracts a bunch of them by like – Making it seem like they're in this room, but then it's like this boy that she like says is uh, her boyfriend, even though it's not or whatever. It was a dumb scene anyway. And so while the DODC are distracted on that side, basically the um, the rabbi guy or what's like the head of a mosque called? Oh, uh, imam. I don't. I'm not sure. That could be it. Yeah, she, I'm not sure. So they sneak him out, and they sneak him out kind of by those. Um, shoe racks from the like first episode which made me write down what happened to the shoe thief because <laughs> remember like there was a shoe thief yeah. why because when they first mentioned that i'm like oh that's going to be kind of her first thing as a superhero she's going to get the the shoe thief no they just set that up and did nothing with it yeah i'm like jesus i mean why even mention that if uh, maybe that's going to be a season two uh, thing? The fucking <laughs> the main shoot villain. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> the that, main that was just a cultural uh, put in. <laughs> yeah, I think know. it was because like I've been to a temple in India and somebody stole shoes over there too. So I think it just happens. A lot. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Don't take your good shoes to the mosque. Yeah, <laughs> your Gucci or Versace yeah. or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> so like, even though like Nakia like told the boys like Kamala is going to meet him at the school. She ends up meeting them in an alley that I don't even think is at the school. Anyway, uh, Kamran's powers uh, do this thing where like they start like kind of exploding out from him. And he, he says it's like he's being crushed from the inside out. Um, and as that uh, happens, you can kind of hear Najma's voice. Um uh, so now Kamala calls, I believe the boy's name is Kimo, the red dagger scarf guy, uh, and says that um, she needs to get Kamran, you know, out of town so that he's safe. Um, so that Kimo guy says to get him to the harbor by midnight, and he has a guy that can uh, get him out of town. Um, so they get to the school, and like Nakia also meets them there. <laughs> but then the DODC instantly show up there well well before they show up they're they're putting a, a, a plan together right oh i'm gonna get to the plan because oh, it's so fucking dumb yeah okay it is <laughs> yeah we should talk about the plan oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah i got some stuff to say about the fucking plan and home alone yeah, exactly yep. exactly i was gonna say it's like home alone well, you have two people so with stupider. incredible superpowers. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's see if we can think of some dumb shit in this school. <laughs> um, but before that, so they're all talking, and then not as fun as Home Alone, though, uh, <laughs> right? Zoe from Episode One conveniently shows up, and the reason she says she's in the school is because she uses their school theater to film her TikToks. Yeah, where the because yeah. of the lighting. Where I'm the fuck like, did she come from? Yeah, I, it was weird. I'm like, no fucking kid 
would go to their school (laughs) on off hours to film fucking TikToks. It was so stupid. And it's also one of those things where it's like she shows up and immediately joins the conversation like, oh, yeah, I heard what you were saying. And And everybody's (laughs) like, nobody likes you. (laughs) (laughs) And basically she's like, oh, yeah, Kamala saved my life in episode one. So I'm I'm in it to win it and help you guys. Yeah, I I was like, I like when they first brought her in. I was like, I don't even remember the chick. Who is this? And I was like, Oh, it's it's that right. Girl. right. <laughs> it was weird. So this is so stupid. So now we're getting in, into the whole plan thing. So the we know the cops show up. <laughs> oh, and I also um, also very conveniently, um, her brother shows up and he's like oh yeah i went to school here i just climbed through the bathroom window how did he, what did, like how did he know to get there when did he get there like i didn't make any sense he was just in the room at the time right <laughs> yeah he just shows up <laughs> and it's like oh yeah i i i made it through the window even though this place is surrounded by cops and, and the thing is like he didn't serve a purpose either he was just kind of like a cheerleader yeah <laughs> i don't know what he was but okay so the cops show up and now they're doing their plan and the cops apparently are patient because they go there and and they had to be out there like a minimum of like two hours while doing make this nothing while they make this plan. Because she even does that thing where she she um, creatively draws out all of her plans <laughs> oh, on the right. chalkboard. And I'm like, come the fuck <laughs> on. This show is so stupid. I'm like, that's the thing. This is where I'm like, this is offensively stupid. I get that this show is aimed towards a, a, a younger audience. Uh, but this is like... Remember shows we would watch when we were like teens, like Family Matters and things like that, where it was like written by adults, but they were like, we we know like this is just a kid's show, and we, so we can make it as dumb as we want. That's what this writing on this show, specifically in this part, reminds me of. It's like, like we're going to dumb this down so much. We don't, like, we know adults are going to watch this, but we're going to write it sp- just for the kids that won't think about this twice. Um, so yeah, she draws out her stupid plan. Um, um, okay. So, yeah, first, um, uh, her brother and Zoe grab some shit out of the lockers while they're setting up this plan. Bruno and Kamala are making something mysterious in the lab, which ends up being really stupid. Um, (laughs) they they, they grab all the fire extinguishers, they grab all of the softballs. And this is the thing. Like, I'm sure schools like this do have a lot of softballs. Do they have, like, <laughs> like fucking, like, uh, crates of them? There's so many of them. There was a lot. It's- yeah, and they were in the basketball gym, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Um, okay. <laughs> so the, the DODC, like, female agent, she's talking to, like, the male, like, agent who's maybe, like, her boss or whatever. And she, I wrote this down because I found it so stupid. She says, these kids have left a trail of destruction across Jersey City. Really? How much have they done? The, like, the biggest destruction. They blew up that corner store. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was going to say, the biggest destruction is the DODC blowing. Like, like what? They broke a window on the subway. Like, even when his powers exploded a little bit that time, like, it, it didn't do the thing it does at the end. So, like, I don't know. Maybe it blew some papers around. Like, they have not left a trail of destruction at all. <laughs> like, I was like, that's a stupid line. But basically, uh, like, her boss or whatever tells her, like, to, to not uh, engage. And she, like, instantly disobeys them and does it anyway. Um, let's see. I wrote down. Oh, Kamala tells Bruno what happened in Pakistan. 
but Bruno's like, oh, don't tell Comron right now that his mother's dead and all that. So, like, the DODC agents, like, start coming into the school. And apparently this was part of their plan. They, they rigged up a speaker and a disco ball to distract the, the DODC agents. Yeah, they made it look like it was going to be a bomb. And then it played uh, Pakistani music. <laughs> Something oh, like that. Was kind of, was that a callback to Thor Love and Thunder where Valkyrie has that little thing and they think it's a bomb and it's a speaker? I remember, well, hers looked like a grenade or something. Oh, okay. I mean, I, it might have been I don't think thing. it was a callback because, like, They're I doubt so they can even. To, yeah. yeah. But, like, it was dumb. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, so Zoe, because she has like a million like TikTok followers or whatever, she gets on there and tells all of her followers what's going on and gets them to like come show up at the school to to help them against the DODC. I wrote they somehow distract the DODC with the fire extinguishers, and one of them escapes through conveniently placed furniture. <laughs> yeah, there's a clever plan. Again, so stupid. Ah, oh, God, I hated this. Okay, so now the uh, agents go into the lab, and I think there's like this balloon or something they pop, which causes this reaction where it makes like, I I wrote down, it creates a ludicrous amount of foam. Yeah, it's (laughs) called elephant toothpaste. It's a real reaction. Right. And I don't know, there are TikTok videos where people try to do really big ones, but it's, yeah, I don't know. What that was supposed to accomplish exactly? I mean, I guess it like it slow- looks kind of cool. It slowed some of them down. Like, oh, I got to wait. Confusing. It, it, it was so stupid. The DOD agents are like, ooh, yeah, foam. <laughs> it's slightly warm. So um, Kamala and Kamran like end up in the principal's office, and like they're about to. They're about to kiss when Bruno walks in on him, and then you can tell like Bruno's like, "Oh no, my woman's being almost kissed by this other guy." That's another thing. You've got two like people with huge powers. They're off hiding behind a desk. Meanwhile, everyone else is running around, and apparently they have these guns that shoot sound waves that could like blow your head off. Apparently, oh yeah, oh yeah. I they, was like, they, yeah. they set them to stun at least because they're just like blowing the kids well, around. The one blew like a big they, chunk out of the concrete yeah, wall. They took out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was how like, is he'll be stunned all right? <laughs> yeah. Stunned and shattered to little pieces. But organic, it, it, it differentiates between organic matter and it's like, oh, we'll treat you a little softer, you know. <laughs> Um, it's like we got all our friends killed. <laughs> yeah, and all the friends are the ones who are like guiding them out of there. They're yeah. the ones with the powers. And they're That's like, right. Well, when they're hiding behind the desk, and the friend comes in, he's like, "You two get out of here. I'll distract them." Yeah. <laughs> and then he just like does a dance, and they like, yeah, punch him, take him down. <laughs> so now, like, they kind of split. Where like Comron and Kamala kind of uh, get a lead on the DODC. Well, well, like first, like. One of them just, like, punches out Bruno, I believe. Mm. And then, like, um, one of them's, uh, I think Nakia's, like, on the bike with the fire extinguisher attached to it. And they kind of, like, she crashes the bike. And then she starts, like, running from them. And this is where, like, they chase them. And it ends up with, like, the three of them, like... Throwing the softballs at him. The, which, yeah, that was terrible. So fucking terrible. How do people like this? Yeah, those Asians <laughs> just stood there. They didn't even shoot them. Like, they had every opportunity the whole time. Those kids would be dead. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. It was like, well, we got some, we got some Southeast Asianers here. <laughs> Change it to real bullets there. I mean, yeah, they would all be dead. But anyway, yeah. they're all caught. And so now it's just Kamala and Kamran on the run. 
Um, so now Kamala does tell Kamran about his mom. And, like, we get a couple scenes where, like, Kamran looks like he's going to commit, like, some real violence yeah. on the DODC agents. And, like, so she stops him, you know, from doing that. I'm like, these DOD agents are out to kill, man. You guys yeah. are, <laughs> you need to beat them up a little bit. Um, let's see. So now Kamran eventually goes outside. And, like, the DODC starts, like, firing on him. But Kamala shows up, like, just in time and starts, like, shielding him with her powers. But then, like, they, they bust out this, like, large, like, sonic cannon, which breaks her shield. Uh, so now Kamala um, uses her powers. And this is the first time where she, even though she doesn't have her powers like she has in the comics, she does use them to embiggen. Um, so she she grows to maybe, like, twice her height maybe you know um and uses that to fight back the dodc i think she like is able to like tip over one of their vehicles in and something like that um and then like comron starts like also fighting agents with his powers but eventually his powers start going haywire again and basically like the crystals then just start like exploding out of him yeah i thought he was gonna explode it seemed like it now did so do we think that basically, like, he's kind of become the veil into that other world? I don't know. I just assumed that he'd gotten power somehow. But anyway, like, yeah, like, the the crystals are just, like, coming out of him. They're, like, almost killing the other kids. They're, like, trapped on the bus and, and, and things like this. And so Kamala ends up, like, putting this protective bubble around him. And <laughs> this was a... So they have this conversation. Like, she tells him to get to the harbor and, like, her putting in the bu- bu- bubble, I believe, makes, like, the other crystals, like, disappear. <laughs> I thought this was so stupid. She, like, punctures a hole in the ground for him to escape. Where does that go? Does he just go to the sewer? And- <laughs> well, the, when I saw that, I was like, was there, like, a manhole there or something? What I, was the- I don't think so. I she think she just, literally like, just, like, hole. like punches a rabbit harbor. hole. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, punches a <laughs> rabbit hole in the ground. And somehow that's going to get him to the harbor. I'm like, this... I'm like I can't navigate to the sewers <laughs> to the harbor. <laughs> I mean, there's so much just like just stupid shit in this episode. I'm just like, how do people like this so much? Um, that was weird. Yeah, I think I think over time people will reveal more plot holes and stuff. So now, like, um, the female agent uh, is on the phone again with like her male boss, and he's like basically like yelling at her for disobeying her order and saying like oh now there's videotape of you like fucking up these kids on camera or whatever you know um so basically that's all wrapped up the day is saved uh the the crowd like um stop like interferes with the dodc enough that kamala gets away or whatever so now there's a scene with kamala and her dad at home and they're talking like on the roof of their house and this is what i was kind of referencing in the intro is Kamala says that her name Kamala in Urdu uh, means Marvel. And he's like, you've always been our little Miss Marvel. And it's like, it's almost like that, that Peter Griffin family guy moment where he's like, Oh, so that's what it means or whatever. It's like, Oh yeah. That I was laughing at the Griffin one. So stupid. But, um, Again, it's just like really. It's just like fine. I wonder if that's that's true. If Kamala in Urdu really does mean that, or if it's just no bullshit idea. they made up for this show. <laughs> um, okay, so now <laughs> we cut to a week later, 
And Bruno has this uh, conversation with Kamal. Oh, and she brings back the Elmer Fudd hat. So that's a thing. She she likes that Elmer Fudd hat. But he tells her, and this was a big deal on the internet this week, that he looked into her jeans, and um, there is something different about here. There's a... <laughs> There's no penis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Girls don't have a penis? <laughs> There's a mutation in her jeans. <gasps> She's a mutant. The only reason the show has relevancy. <laughs> you know what? Like, I don't think this is true. But after seeing this episode, I was like, did they see this and be like, man, this is a five finger stinker. Let's put a, the mutant thing in there just to get people talking about yeah. this episode and f- hopefully forget everything they just saw. Yeah. I, look, man, <clears throat> for me, I had to watch five and six together and it was a chore. Like, yeah, like, I, I was having trouble staying on task. Yeah. <laughs> like I was wandering. Yeah. And I had to take notes on this thing and it was painful. <laughs> the, the only thing that kind of gave me some sort of hope was that I had heard that mutants would be referenced in the show. But that was the lamest reference because they barely even. So the other thing, so you know, look when when X Men were first created, you know, they were basically, you know, and, and that was like in the sixties or whatever. You know, they were an analog for like you know gay people, um, people who suffered racism, yeah, all that kind of stuff, which is really you know compelling for for that time period. But like, part of me is like. And this has never made sense to me to where, like, when you combine the X-Men with the larger uh, Marvel Universe, it's like, why do people hate and fear the X-Men, but, like, the Hulk, they're, like, not the same, you know? Like, I would be much more afraid of the Hulk than I would be a lot of the X-Men, you know? So, to... And, and like, so I was kind of hoping maybe they would take the X-Men in a little different direction. But she, in, I wrote this down because she instantly, this is a quote from her. She's like, oh, whatever it is, it's just going to be another label. So they're already setting this thing up to where, you know, mutants are going to be labeled like a problem and there's going to be all this prejudice towards them. And I'm like, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense when there's these other P- Avengers and things with powers that people don't put in that group. You know, I'm just like, I don't know. I would think like maybe they'll try to differentiate them based on like, you know, prior history. Like, the Avengers are known as, like, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and they were seen as good, but then, like, all of a sudden, out of the woodwork, you've got these people who are getting powers, and some of them are committing crimes, and this and that, like... Yeah, how do you introduce them? They haven't been around at this point? Yeah, it's definitely true. I mean, that's one of the big questions, is how they're going to introduce them. I mean, mean, obviously, X-Men have a long history, because you have people who are, like, born in the 40s and stuff, or even further back, maybe. I mean, they could potentially use the multiverse and say like oh the mutants were in this universe and now they somehow like have to leave that universe or they converge with this universe or something you don't Um, think it'd just be like they're underground like they just haven't you know been seen they they're very you know i mean you can't make that argument for like magneto or something but then again like if she just mutated like are they going to say like Oh, they start coming out of the woodwork. Like yeah, you said. M- maybe right now they're going to all start coming out. But of the some woodwork. of them have too much history for that. Well, and also you want some of them older than others. Yeah, you don't want all of them to be teenagers. So I, I'd say other universes. Xavier oh. was in another universe. So. It could it could be that celestial thing, like because the celestial. Uh, what was that? Uh, 
Oh, Thanos is uh, the snap when they uh, when they brought back all the life in the universe that uh, caused the the, the what are they called these uh, the monsters to fight the Eternals. Oh, maybe, maybe that right. also triggered like uh, the mutation or something. I don't know. I'm reaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been pretty good about sewing things together. So yeah, so we'll see what they do. Um, and then we get the after credit scene um, where. Kamala's on her bed, and all of a sudden, the, like the the bangle starts lighting up, and she's like, "What?" And then basically, violently, violently um, shoves her into a closet enough to like break her door, and then she comes out looking like um, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. So basically, now her bangle also has like shape shifting powers, I guess. Well, that's why I was like, I wasn't sure. I was like, did she did she change or did they swap positions? Like. Like I was confused. I mean, it doesn't technically say like if they pulled like a Freaky Friday or or if it was a, a shape change. I'm thinking it's just like a um, a, a shape change type thing. Um, I don't know. So I mean, she's we don't know what her powers are right now. Like they're all over the place. Not exactly. I mean, for the most part, they're the Green Lantern type powers. But you know, apparently the Bengal has some sort of time travel thing to it, and now it has this uh, shape changing aspect to it is she god <laughs> i mean they're definitely making her very powerful yeah and then we get the tag that uh miss marvel will return in the marvels which is the sequel to captain marvel um so yeah again like i know it seems like <laughs> we're really hating on this show which we kind of are but i will say like th- there again like what do you guys think of her? Just her as a character, because like like I was saying, like I I don't mind her as a character. She is kind of like a sweet, endearing character, and I'm like, so I'm like definitely up to seeing her on other adventures. But I just thought this particular season of television was was bland, meandering, not well thought out, and, and the the Home Alone stuff at the school really bothered me because it was just it was so dumb. That I'm like, I felt like they didn't, you, you remember how like they used to make a lot of cartoons that were like, kids love them, but the parents want to blow their brains out. Mm-hmm. And eventually like Pixar was like, hey, what if we make things that the, the parents can enjoy too, you know? And then like a lot of the other animation studios finally caught on to that. I feel like this show, unfortunately, leans more towards the, you know, kids would love it, but parents would want to blow their brains out. But apparently I'm wrong about that. Like I said, we are definitely in the minority. Like most people, adults included, love this show. And I'm just like confused by it. Yeah, I don't get it either, man. I've been thinking about it. I think it edged out Hawkeye. Yeah, it did edge out Hawkeye for me. Just because Hawkeye. I really hated Hawkeye. (laughs) You know, I think I'm still going to say I like this show the slightest bit more than Hawkeye. Just because it never quite pissed me off as much as that final episode of Hawkeye and and how I think it kind of ruined the Kingpin character um but it was I'm sorry like it it's bad overall yeah I gotta put Falcon Winter Soldier above this show oh definitely yeah and that that was like kind of just like it was a, an okay show. it was a mess show yeah. which makes it quite a bit better than yeah show. yeah I mean boy I just I, I think it's great. I look. I don't know what it is exactly that people are cl- clinging on to here that they like so much. I, I I really appreciate that people are like seeing a new culture and getting into that. That's awesome. Yeah. But we should appreciate a good story too. You know, like that that wasn't something that was part of this show. That's the thing. This it just was n- not well crafted. The like the writing, man. 
I, I think you're right. That, that aspect of it, like seeing her culture, like seeing her family, um, is something you don't see on a lot of shows. It's mm-hmm. something new. And that aspect of it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can get on board with that, you know? But just like yeah. everything else was... I think Kevin Feige could have been a little bit more hands-on with some of the stuff in the, the show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that guy's got to be busier and fuck. Yeah. But I do feel like this show did not have... The same oversight. Yeah, exactly. It uh, just, yeah, I don't know what to say about it other than it just, it did not work for me, though. Yeah, it didn't work for me either. But the fact that it's, like, the most highly rated show or Marvel, like, property, it just boggles my mind. Again, like, I'm really hoping people comment and and tell me, like, uh, what we're right about, what we're wrong about, and and what they like about it, what they don't like about it, because I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, I, like I said, look, I think I think right now everybody's on board, but in the future, like people are gonna point out these plot holes and kind of come to terms with some of the writing issues. I do wonder, like, once the novelty wears off and people maybe go back and think about this show, if they'll be like, "Wow, we were really caught up in something." Yeah, because man, I know recency bias is like a thing, mm-hmm. but man, this show just. I'm like I, I again. I'm perplexed that people like it as much as they do. I, I just, it could be I don't the, know. it could be the visuals too. Like there was a lot of like eye candy for people. You know, maybe they just really are stimulated by that. But like he was saying, I don't think it's like even up there is like one of the better looking Marvel things. Like I think a lot of the VFX are like kind of uh, Hercules with Kevin. I wouldn't Sorbo. say Hercules with <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. I wouldn't go that far. But they're definitely not as impressive as a lot of other Marvel properties, I don't think. <laughs> Man, I remember some of the stuff. <laughs> there was that. a bad. <laughs> I would not put it quite in that category, but it's, uh, yeah. Man. Yeah, like, even if I had to put a number on this show, I, I honestly don't know what it would be. It'd be low, though. Yeah. Uh, it, I, look, if, if I'm going to put a number on this show, it'd be like, Four or five. That's what I was thinking. It was like a four. I'm at like a two. <laughs> I, I I really didn't like it. And who knows if I went back, I might have uh, even ranked Hawkeye better than that. <laughs> I just want to leave one slot in case they make Hawkeye or yeah again. <laughs> two will be the Thanksgiving special or whatever. I don't think it's this year. Maybe the next year though that they are going to do that Guardians like uh, Christmas special. Oh, yeah. But I like the Guardian, so that, that ought to be yeah, good. Be this is this is kind of off topic. I saw I saw a trailer for Rob Zombie's The Monsters. I didn't actually watch that trailer. And it looks really bad. Is it like weird. gory and weird like that? It's, gory? Like, it's like super campy. Oh. Yeah. You wouldn't expect that from Rob Zombie. Well, I think he's like a, a true fan, maybe. Like he was trying to have some, you know, stay with the original. But yeah, it, it looks strange. Hmm. I, I saw the thumbnail and I thought about watching it, but then I never did. And then I saw some people talking about it on Twitter that they thought it looked like really bad. It might be really bad. Dang, that used to be a good show too. Well, I'm like, if you like the show, maybe you will like it. Really? I don't know. I mean, did you watch Adam's Family? Yeah, we watched the Adam's Family. More I always than thought Monsters and Adam's Family were similar. Like, uh, I think Adam's Family came first, and then Monsters tried to cash in on that. Yeah, I think so. it's a similar thing. Like, yeah, comedy with like. You know, monster people. Right? Yeah, because the Adams Family was like the biggest show of its time. Like it was huge. 
I liked the Adam Sandler when I was a kid. I don't, I don't yeah, know same. what to expect from this movie, but I do like the property, the monsters. <laughs> so. I, I mean, anytime you get somebody who like you know writes and directs and puts together something all on their own, I think has the potential to be something interesting. And also, you know, if someone's a really big fan of of something, they they put a lot into it. So I don't know. It was it was hard to tell. The, the trailer is strange. I'll, I'll have to give it a look. Yeah. Who, who do you know who plays? I, I believe um, the woman is actually played by his wife. Who's right. In, yeah. He cast her in most. But of do you know who plays like the the grandpa and like the? Well, I was wondering if it was like that other guy he casts a lot, and I couldn't tell. There's a guy in like the Devil's Rejects and and some of his others. Are you talking about the guy that plays the bartender in like yeah. Kill Bill? He's dead, so it's not him. Okay, not him. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, it's yeah, a ton of it's makeup. It's a lot of makeup. And yeah, then like sure. uh, the Frankenstein guy. I'm not sure who that I'm not is. Not sure. Um, interesting. You know, his movies, like, I feel like most of them have not done critically well, but he keeps getting jobs. I. I've seen only a couple. I really did like The Devil's Rejects. I thought, like, as far as, like... I saw that one once, and it seemed like it was okay. I mean, it was, like, realistic horror, and it was just, like, oh, it was, it was hard to watch sometimes. I know he made a Halloween people or a Halloween movie that people hate. I saw yeah, I House of a that. Thousand Corpses. I, I I've, heard, I've heard that one's bad, too. Yeah. That, that was, like, yeah, that wasn't real good. Yeah, I saw that, really long, that was a long time ago. So, I don't know. Other than I'm sweating balls. If, yeah, you, if you guys had to direct write and direct a movie based on a tv show oh what would you pick hmm, that's a good one macgyver oh no probably not <laughs> i think macgyver probably works better than a serialized yeah type of thing <laughs> maybe you could do like a serious twist on married with children <laughs> like, i don't know what it would be but <laughs> something dramatic <laughs> peg i'm gonna I'm going to save this marriage. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people who like look at married with children like that guy had it made, you know. Yeah, you right. got a house, a, a job, wife. family, hot yeah. wife, one sex. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Peg was hot. I don't know. Yeah, I never got that either. You know, I, Katie Seagal like isn't a bad looking woman, but I didn't like how she was made up as Peg. Like I was like <laughs> <laughs> the, the hair was a little over yeah, the top. But, yeah. Yeah. Man, Christina Applegate though she oh. she was the babe. Yeah, absolutely. They had a lot of babes on that show, but it seems like she's kind of like jaded from that attention in a way. Like she doesn't she doesn't seem like she's yeah. into that. Oh, whole. she aged well though. She's still like a fine looking woman. Yeah, I saw an interview with uh, I don't remember his real name now. Al, <laughs> he, he's like oh David Faustino. No, uh, no, no, the, no, no, the dad. Oh. Um, he was talking about how like people would come up with to him on the street and be like, "Hey, Al," and and he's like, "Man, people don't even know my name, which I'm doing to him right now." And uh, <laughs> it's Ed, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, he said he, he felt kind of bad for about it for a while until he just kind of accepted it, and then it, you know, he kind of I guess he was kind of like depressed about it and stuff. And once he started accepting accepting it, then, well, yeah. but he, he eventually. Did that Modern Family show, which was a huge hit. Yeah. Well, he said at the time, too, because people were like coming up to him like, Al, he's like, my career's over. This, this is it. <laughs> I'm this just is, Al. This is the end. I'm Al now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even when I saw him in Modern Family, I was like, what? Al Bundy? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense. How does he have another young hot wife? <laughs> and he's just like this depressed older guy. 
You know what's weird is like a show can be like so popular as like Modern Family, and I've never really seen it. I've seen a few. I never. I, it didn't hook me in. Yeah, same here. I think it's probably more of like a family friendly, like broad comedy, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, yeah. It is. Well, it is about family, so I assume. <laughs> I assume it doesn't go into real dark <laughs> territory. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've already got a little long. Should we wrap this bad boy up? Yep. Yeah. But yeah, if anyone's if anyone stuck around of us our our Ms. Marvel bashing, like I said, please uh please leave us a comment and show us the error of our ways. Um but anyway, we do thank everybody. Um and uh if you will, um please subscribe both to the YouTube channel and subscribe on your uh podcast service of choice. Um leave us five star reviews. Like I said, comments, uh, thumbs up would be great. Um, all those things do help in the algorithm, so please, please do that. Um, and and come over and also tell us about uh, what you think of Miss Marvel on social media, specifically Twitter. Guys, where can people find you on Twitter? At a name for this too, and that's the number two. At unsolicited sug, and you can of course find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z A C H J O N E S L I V E, and that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.